0: We're good. <laughs> Salut. Think we need to put a beat behind that. We're good.
1: We're good. We're good. Shut up and sit down.
0: Believe in yourself because you came all the way to here, that means you must have some talent,
2: you must have some potential, just don't throw it away by just giving up.
1: told you once and I'll tell you again. Shut. Up. Legs. I'd love to say that to Matt Lee
0: Grand, Evan Price, Lance Hapler, and Jake Von Doring as well, but I'd probably get canned from this gig.
2: Nevertheless, enjoy the Dialed Podcast.
3: Yes, showing up and participating is important. Trying your best is important, but neither deserves a trophy. If you want one of
0: those, go win some.
2: You
4: ate all the waffles? Yes, I did. Could have asked us if we wanted any. Nuh-uh, if I give you the waffles, I won't get any. Link, would you like a waffle? There is no more waffles. I have them all. Why, uh, yes, Rhett, I think I would like two waffles. You can't... You want two of them? I just... I just don't know why you guys get all the waffles. You guys are being selfish. Alright, welcome back
3: to the Dial Podcast. I'm Jake Von Duren. I'm here with Lance Hepler.
4: Lance Hepler, here for your listening pleasure today. It, no it, nicknames, it, because... <laughs> The mustache speaks for itself. Oh, That's true. it is coming back. It is, and it is a pleasure. Beefy.
2: We're moving to a what was it? ASMR podcast. <laughs> is that right? Did I just say that right? <laughs> <I don't>. <laughs> <laughs> the kids know this stuff. <laughs> I don't know. Soli two point oh.
4: yeah. Uh, but yeah
2: it's, it's it's
3: starting to come back. It's starting to get that little mm-hmm. flip out. It's mm. a
4: little beefy.
2: It's nicely. It's it's,
4: it's nicely. Slightly different. It's slightly yeah. different. The old one didn't it come down. A bit more. Yeah. 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 I'm just trying this to look as ridiculous as possible. Mm-hmm. And again, this has been like it. mustache. Mustache.
0: To his right, Matt LeGrand. What's up, ladies and gentlemen of the internet? You guys are looking all right. You're surviving.
4: Mm-hmm. That's what we're doing. We're surviving. <laughs> we are sitting next to each other, so we get to the gaze. Boys upon are back one in another. town. Yes, we are. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. He's playing footsie down there. Yep. Maybe. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yep.
2: And last but not least, Evan Price. We are all for drinking something different again today. Last time I was here, that was also the case. Lance. You get a Perrier. I'm, drinking Perrier. I'm Perrier, drinking Perrier, which I didn't even know
4: you could be, still buy anymore. Because I'm better than all of That's you. That, that is. That sounds, sounds kind of cool. My wife That's loves this, this stuff, which is why <laughs> it's, it's, in this, it's in the fridge, so I yeah. take some. Three cents more per 12 pack, I Something think. Something like
2: that. <laughs> yeah. Backpedal time. Matt, go.
0: Uh, I have kind of fallen into a rut of biking every day, but it's a lot of boring stuff like go out for a quick, easy hour or uh, Watopia. Ooh, hope, yeah. which is pretty boring.
2: Which is a country off the coast of New Zealand, yes. I believe. Yes, it
0: is. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's been pretty boring. I've swam a couple times as well. I am still not running, and that's it for my backpedal. Move on. Fantastic. Move <laughs> keep moving.
3: I'm going to go, too. I'm I'm a lot like Matt. The only thing that I did that was kind of cool was we did a Tuesday night gravel ride. That we was did. Fun. Oh, that was fun. Cool. Did a little bit of poaching. Got to see a very beautiful sunset. We had a blast. Yes, sir. We did a... Well, an encore flogging ride. That was fun. How was
4: that? What happened?
3: That we was good. It was actually... went hard? Yeah, we went hard. It was one group, and we just went hard, and...
4: Everybody went together. Everybody went I, together. I didn't go. Some I people got
3: dropped in the first mile. Some people got crushed <laughs> at the very end. Some people <laughs> were all over the place, but it was fun. And then uh, this past weekend, it was just a lot of riding on the trainer, because my shoulder
0: sucks. And Moving you, on. No, no Thursday anything for... Anymore. This week? This week.
3: We don't Maybe. know. Maybe. I got to go check the times and the, the weather and all that other fun stuff. There might be a uh, another Encore ride, but and we'll see.
0: When are the online Zwift
3: rides starting up? Those should start in the beginning of October sometime. Okay. I think Ooh. last year we started the last... Well, this will be the fifth year of us doing that, believe it or not. Wow. Which is kind of nuts, but I think we usually start in the second week of October when the weather turns and there's no light and it's just back to the... Uh,
4: the dungeon of riding. On are, Swift. We, are we going to mm-hmm.
0: do a like winter training camp? Because I got to train for something. I need
4: something to yeah, like. Yep. like that is the a plan. It's like like, we were, are hoping to have another training camp either the end of January, or the first of February. It'll be uh, is, before
3: like, we, like, we, I think we are doing it the end of February.
0: End of February.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> February. Scratch that. <laughs> At some so, point.
4: Yeah. I need time. In February. I need time to get in shape. Somewhere warm. Training camp. There okay. Yeah.
2: Start in February. <laughs> yeah. I got that, that'll be fine. Reverse periodization. Yeah. <laughs> All right.
3: So the other two gentlemen sitting here get to backpedal and actually talk about some bicycle racing and racing. Uh, some triathlon racing.
4: Mm. I'll go first because is Evans Evans is better than mine. Okay, there you go. but Lance so, well, also
2: is, is is now now waist deep in cross season. Not I quite am, neck deep. Am, well, not quite. It neck was deep waist thing. deep this past it weekend. mustache
4: yeah. deep. Yeah, <laughs> it's almost mustache. Which <laughs> that's it's, only it's, for, it's, for November. That's, that's, not, deep. that's not <laughs> neck deep. It's just mustache deep. So we'll get we'll get up there. So yes, I did race my bike a couple of times this week. Like so course. which was uh, yeah because it's cyclocross so, season. Drove eight
2: hours for twenty five. I um,
4: <laughs> on a whim went. Wednesday morning, I decided to drive to Spokane, Washington to do a 30-minute race that night. Just to see Tom. Uh, like you do. <laughs> like I do. There's a, there's a little weekly series up in Spokane that they're just starting up, and so... my long do you think that is? It's five and a half hours. Five and a half hours. My, my daughter is going to Pullman, Washington State oh, University, so it was like it, an excuse yeah. to go see her. And, but really
2: not to see her, let's be honest. Yeah. I, it was oh,
4: there's a race, so... <laughs> So you stopped in Pullman? No, or you I stopped on the I back. drove all the way up there. My yeah. daughter and her fiance Julie, they came they came up and watched oh, me that's race. Cool. Wow! So which was only very what, fun. Is that like an hour? It's for an them? hour and a half. Hour and a half for them to come up. <laughs> yep. Were they so, proud
0: of you or disappointed?
2: Um. Well, I did not win. Carl. i would be so bummed in you if I traveled that far. I'd be like, Dad, are you kidding me? <laughs> it was a thirty-minute race.
0: First 30 of all, were you disappointed in the mustache, or were
4: they? If, if they had raided the mustache, I would have won handily. Yes, but uh, yes. no, it was very dry. Uh, just a thirty-minute race. Um, I started right on the front row and took off, and had like a fifteen-second gap. And then on the second lap, some guy caught me and came around, and I literally sat six inches off his wheel for the next four laps. Dang! He just he kept trying to drop me in every corner, and I kept being able just to. Stick right on him And was able to close him Yeah But uh, on the last lap On two corners He gapped just enough That I couldn't Jump back on. Yeah, and that's where so, that You're
2: going to get gapped on a corner, though.
4: So he was pretty yeah. good bike handler, right? Uh, it turns out he was. He is the local uh, cyclocross coach for all the juniors. Gotcha. And he also raced the elite field later in the day and took third in the elite field. So, so by my h- math, you would have won the elite field. <laughs> yes, <laughs> would maybe, maybe according been to my fourth, <laughs> <laughs> or maybe I would have won, won. Or maybe been fourth. One of the people we'll say when. Yeah. 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 Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> so I had a blast. It was a lot of fun. Good time uh drove i went to see my daughters then and then i drove back and then we had our first proper nasty mud race uh here in the pacific northwest um we had torrential rain on friday night and most of the morning on saturday and we had um the corn cross cyclocross race which is a big one uh, which is a big one um designed and put on by uh eric tonkin Mm-hmm. who was actually uh, Clara Hansinger's uh, coach for quite a while. Um, were the numbers smaller because of the rain? No, they were yes. almost double of the other races because it was closer to Portland and because proper cyclocross weather is nasty, yeah. muddy. And yeah and people showed up that's we had, awesome we had a ton of people there i'm glad
2: that many people showed up that's great
4: a lot of fun um very very difficult racing i mean literally hub deep mud in places Oh geez. i raced one of the early races the 50 plus race we had 45 people in my field so a ton of racers uh, we had the biggest field of the day um they actually were watching us race and realized there was too much mud and cut out a whole section for the rest of the races afterwards. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Because it was... Let the old guys go get stuck in the mud. <laughs> many people were running. The, the There was yeah. a section that went through the cornfield, and they had laid down on these bark chips to try to combat the mud, but it rained an inch. It's yeah. It just all gone. It was all gone. It yeah. was... It in was, in the early races, it was peanut butter. It eventually turned to soup and soup was easier to ride through than the peanut butter yeah but um i laid myself out pretty hard and still only took sixth which is about where i stack up in that 50 plus field so um i was pretty pleased happy with it you earned some points i earned some points for this series uh yeah it's it's all fun there there were we had 23 teammates that raced we had a ton of people show up um Paul first uh, over here across the uh, the the lab here he raced in the elite field and I took 6 that's awesome in the elite field which is pretty amazing he was battling this other guy for most of the race I was able to be in the pit for Paul and we did some some bike switches um and yeah. What's it fun Paul yeah. 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 That's yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, Paul did great. Beat some people that um, he, that normally beat Paul, so he, he raced really well. I wonder why. It's a base. <laughs> you, you like Kid's gotten freaking, He's gotten freaking yeah. strong. Kid's gotten freaking strong. So tons of great. Uh, there was a great vibe. We had team tents up and lots of people hanging out. And we had how many people from the yeah, team how race many were there? We had there was twenty-two oh, people awesome. that raced, and then there was probably another fifteen people who were friends or family of the people who raced. That's fantastic. That's how many
3: uh, tents did you end up setting up?
4: We set up three.
3: All three? Wow. Well, we set Even up, like the behemoth? No,
4: because Brian Wise brought his oh. bigger one, which is. A little easier to set up than uh, our uh, behemoth one. A little one. is probably a,
3: an understatement. That 10 by 20 is a
4: monster. Yeah. But we set... He has a 10 by 15. Yeah. And we set that up. So we had three tents and they Sweet. were all full. Nice. Like we were we were stacked. Yeah. But yeah, tons of fun. Um, Even uh, national champion Clara Hansinger showed up. So she Dang. came out... She signed autographs. And raced. Did I took some pictures with her, Did actually. You get your butt cheek signed. Um <laughs> never watching wash- this again. Yeah, that's right. Um, what's crazy about her, she raced the women's elite field and, of course, won by several minutes. Yep. As soon as that race finished, rolled right back over to the start line and raced the men's elite field. Wow, well, how'd she do in the... I think she was 13th in wow. the men's elite shield. <laughs> I think, yeah, that's cool. I'm glad that she does that and she gets some good experience racing. Beast. And I mean, yeah. this was the this was the one weekend that she she has a full series of races uh, on the East Coast for the mm-hmm. next like month, like and then New she's England. going to Europe. Yeah, okay. mostly in in Europe. And there's like a race in. The World Championships are coming to Fayetteville, Arkansas in January, and there's a UCI race in um, hmm. in. Um, uh, November and so she's going to do all those races too. Yeah. So with her nice. as a team, so it was it was super fun to watch her out there racing with her national championship. I'm not sure if you on. caught
3: this part or not, but someone said that she might have been on a gravel bike for the race and she wasn't using her a bike. She was using a uh, two ringed, looked like a gravel bike. I have no idea. No idea.
4: Okay. All respect for that. She was riding 18. (laughs) (laughs) So it it was on a road bike over there. (laughs) It was super cool. So many pictures and videos of just completely nasty, mudded out bikes and people and faces. And I love the
2: picture of Paul. That was my favorite. (laughs) Paul's pure mud smile. And he had mud all over his teeth.
4: That's awesome. It was awesome. So we had a good time. So that was uh, basically my week, you know. Spent what, s- what races you have coming up um, this week? Uh, there, we actually have a big uh, race this Saturday called Vanport um, Cyclocross. Mm-hmm. It's going to be at Pir, our first in Portland uh, Cyclocross oh. race. Um, dial Cycling is helping uh, with the setup and whatnot with yeah. that, so we're excited about that. Scott Schultz is putting that race on.
3: You're killing my one last thing right now. Yeah, and this <laughs> one last thing is gone, <laughs> come up with something else. Um, yeah, we'll just go and talk about that real quick. There, it's actually at PR, but it's not in the infield. It's the... Is it Heron Lakes? I think it's uh, Heron Lakes. He's know. calling it the the broad acre lot, if I'm not mistaken. So would that be the Heron Lakes legs aspect it of is. it? It is, it's okay. like
4: the back side Oh, it's not on the infield, it's on the Correct. other side of it, yeah.
3: Yep, and we're listed as a sponsor and our team's gonna be out there supporting, providing a bunch of, uh, I guess, volunteer work, if yep. you will, and we're gonna be out there just helping people out all day long.
4: We are excited for that. Fun time. So there is a race down in uh, Springfield uh, near Eugene on Tuesday night, I might go do that. Um, Tuesday night, you said? Tuesday night. That'd be fun. Uh, I don't think I'm going to go back to Spokane this week because <laughs> you never know. That would be awesome if you <laughs> just make that a thing. Just, a thing. <laughs> just <laughs> Like, just hey, let's have my i driving from
2: Vancouver this Wednesday.
4: <laughs> I, like, showed up and they're like, you drove from where? There's, there's, like, 50 people in this race. I'm like, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, I mean, this is like 30
3: a 30-minute gr- race. This is, you drove how long?
4: <laughs> that's is, this is like a group ride.
2: I, ba- I barely drove 15 <laughs> minutes here. I was considering not coming. <laughs> <laughs> it's long had uh, a good time. That's awesome, anyway, though. That is so cool. That was my week. Nice.
3: Evan, you did a race this yeah. week. So
2: unlike cyclocross. Does anybody
3: know who the best triathlete in the West is? the best is in the West? Who is no the best in the West? I no would say Eric Walker. If <laughs> if by
2: West you mean west of east vancouver (laughs) and i think uh, (laughs) i might have that one locked up but that's i think west of boulder i got a few names ahead of me for sure um so unlike cyclocross and triathlon we do not enjoy pouring rain and muddy conditions (laughs) and standing water but uh we we were lucky enough in the pacific northwest to get a ton of rain this weekend because we have not had a lot of rain recently so that was very good but um of course it has to be the one weekend that me and lance are both racing, so. Uh, best is always racing though so. best in the <laughs> we'll west <laughs> best in the west is a race that has now been going on for 10 years i believe this was oh, the wow. 10th anniversary which is really cool um the owner the owners of the race i believe are a married couple blair and i forget the woman's name matt do you know the woman's name
0: um blair and
2: rachel i or? think so, yeah yeah they're, they're super nice oh they're awesome they they put on a great race and I'll get on my soapbox about this too. Like local race, people need to be going to this race over Maple Valley in the future. I was talking with some friends about this and people who, you know, decided to go to Maple Valley. There are two competing,
4: uh, half Ironman races going weekend. on this weekend. One on best Saturday and one on Sunday. This is like the Iron best Man, of the Maple West. Valley.
0: This is like the eighth year in a row that best in the West has been going on. And Ironman yeah. 10th. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Ironman moved in and decided which weekend should they put their race on? Yeah. Oh,
2: the same one weekend i will best i will be pretty vocal about this next year i think anybody locally who does triathlon i will talk to anybody you need to be going to best in the west and i even told blair i was like hey dial we're making this a weekend next year you you can't help that the faster age groupers in the area are probably going to go to worlds which is this weekend yeah, it was also this weekend um yeah, that might change in the future on right. the weekend that they put that but uh best in the west in my opinion if that lands on the same weekend as maple valley i would love to see ironman have terrible attendance at maple valley that'd be great good luck I know, but they put it's on an awful race there. They did a terrible organization yes. for what, that race. What happened with that? Like, why was it terrible? Real short, but they uh, did not think through their transportation getting to and from the race site. They were shoving people's bikes into Penske trucks, bringing there, there them there was, and back. And there was a lot of damage to the bikes, too. There was
4: no on-site parking it was terrible. for athletes. Yeah. So
2: Iron you, didn't you, think you had to shuttle to yep. the start, mm-hmm. yeah. and it
4: made it a
2: nightmare a it nightmare. was it yeah. was rough i mean congratulations to everybody who finished that race cuz you are tough as nails cuz that was not a smooth race day thing to go through at all but i hope if people rub the wrong way by that that next year they say hey we're going to go and support a local race yep. which is what they should do this when, is
3: was this the same race i think carlos posted something yes. about this yes, yes. Car,
2: car carlos was <laughs> the one posting like on site like, <laughs> yeah. like like evidence of how no awful this was food. yeah <laughs> it was like he likened it to updates. like
3: the un- the overpasses uh, in Portland for yeah, all the homelessness
2: <laughs> hey, carlos carlos had some of the funniest posts about this i've seen it, yeah. was, it was hilarious but um yeah, it was it was a shame. Now that's really unfortunate. People who finished there really trucked through it. Sean and Shelley Ross, you know, getting back into racing, they both made it through the race, which was great to see. Nicole Francisco, who Josh uh, Monda coaches, made it through that race. Uh, Colleen, uh, Colleen, um, Carlos, wife. Her dad made it through the race oh, yeah, too. That's cool, excellent, awesome. So he they're was, like,
3: like six months post-op yeah. from, uh, like knee from a knee replacement. Yeah. yeah,
2: just just awesome stories there. But I hope that that all those people who did Maple Valley's next year, we all go to Best in the West and have a blast next year. Um, but anyways, what so did,
0: where did you stay? Did you stay in Albany?
2: <laughs> this is the problem with Best in the West is that you kind of got to stay a little bit like 20, camp, 30 minutes away. A lot away. of people camp. People can't camp too. Yeah, so that's like the big thing to we do. We stayed I think. in Lebanon actually, which was only a twenty-five minute drive. The morning of, it wasn't bad. Um, but me and Cassie both had like, she had to work Friday. So we got there a little late. There was tons of traffic getting down, you know, we're cranky in the car. Luckily me and Cassie do race weeks very well together, but we got to this motel. It's kind of, I've stayed in some pretty shady motels in my life. This is one where I was like, there's probably murder in this room right before us. (laughs) It was, it was a questionable motel. The good but,
0: thing is the bed bugs will cover up all the blood stains. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, also
2: bed bugs are just doping and just get your blood flowing right before the <laughs> race, so you yeah, just get bit a couple times. Yeah. Oh. But <laughs> there, so keep you moving on the bike. So it was a very firm mattress too. I'm not gonna be somebody who complains about mattresses because I should, you know, I'm, i like I, I don't need a good bed. I can I deserve to sleep on the floor. But there's there it, it was not like premier night recovery before the the, this is what you don't win races in 340 half ironmans this is what you deserve as a pro is like you get to sleep in motels so (laughs) i uh slept maybe two hours the night before woke up drank my red bull ate my cold eggs because the microwave did not work very well so i (laughs) ate basically frozen eggs the morning of and frozen bread and we uh So we got going to the race venue, and it just starts pouring. It's just pouring and pouring and pouring. And I think compared to the mental state I went into into Des Moines when we were in a similar scenario, and Cassie put it really well, was I I lost the race before it started mentally. Same physical shape going into both races. I've had my best builds going into races that I've ever had this year. Far, bar none, the best fitness I've ever been in. So it's just getting the mental right. This race, I knew I was racing one guy, and his name is Andy Krueger, and he's like 21 or 22 years old, and he's insanely fast. So I knew I just need to focus on one person, and I just need to have a better mental day than he does. And we get to the start of the swim. I'm feeling good on the swim. It's still raining. The water's really cold, but I'm like, thank God it's wetsuit at least. So we, yeah, I know I have a wetsuit. So. And the course was really easy to sight because it's beautiful water at best. in the. Way. It's like the cleanest water I've ever sure. swam in by far. Um, swim goes great, actually, and I feel great the entire time. I'm leading the chase pack behind Andy, who's a actual pro, like actual pro Ironman swimmer. He, he, is, he was, I assume, way he's out. fast. Yeah, so he swam 25 high, yeah, which is anybody was, who knows half Ironman racing that that's is. Fast. That's, that's legit. Right, yeah, yeah you, you you are a legit chase pack swimmer in a pro field. I swam 29 flat, which is, which is 29 flat slow pro swimming, but for me that is perfect said, because I was three minutes off of him.
0: Because I feel like. 29 high is what I would expect from you. Yeah, know, I opens. I think I'm progressing into 28 shape. So good. So
2: we are coming out of the water feeling good, sprinting up through transition, get on the bike, all of a sudden realize I'm super dizzy because it was a cold swim. Yeah. yeah. And you know, I'm just, as I get older, I think the you amount either. of concussions I've had in my past is starting to catch up with me. Right. It really is well, because...
0: Well, it's the cold water on your ear, so... It is, the, too. the earplugs. Yeah.
2: I, I really do need that, because I've now my last two races, I've come out of the water and been very dizzy. It's hard to, dizzy. like, put
0: shoes on or yeah. anything on when you're dizzy. Yeah, so... That happens to me at uh, Pat Crest.
2: Yep. Yeah. Garen Hunter was making fun of me, because when I <laughs> jumped on the bike, he said, I was like, yeah, hey, you swerved straight to the curb, man. <laughs> like, it was swerving right towards the curb, and I had to kind of correct it, and <laughs> after about 60 seconds on the bike, yeah, it, it, it leveled out, and I was fine, but... It started pouring on the bike, and I hammered the entire time, thinking in my head, I gotta make up this gap to Andy on the bike. Unfortunately for Andy, he was not having a great day. The conditions were really tough. Hands frozen on the bike. It was, I mean, sitting water. It's like, it was a grinder of a bike. This was not like your premier PR day, that is for sure.
0: He had he didn't have gloves. He didn't have No,
2: and his his legs he said were just like not frozen. there. Yeah. So frozen and I picked him up on the course pretty early in the bike and really? he tried to hang on he made it through about one lap in the chase group and then and then called it a day after that. Was but there a group? Like, there 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 was a group of three behind. He, yeah. G-
3: stopped all together stopped stopped really? at, 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 okay, wow. at, the,
2: at the halfway point on the he bike he failed. was just yeah it was it was a tough day for him still is great the half, fitness is but the halfway point all the way out there by like that? the halfway point actually the way they did it was you did an out and back so then the halfway point was technically like right near transition and then you did another out and back to come back in okay maybe, they, they, they had to change they the course they, they did yeah. so they changed the course which added about three or four hundred feet of elevation gain too which, for me, I'm, I mean, really, if I had been racing somebody, I would have liked. I yeah. liked having that much climbing. Um, it was different types of climbing, too, because it was very punchy and then steady mm-hmm. and then punchy and then steady. And there's one climb that's like, I'm not sure if you remember that one, Matt, but you're coming out, and it's like, you, you get up to 14 15% for a bit, mm-hmm. which I love. I mean, that was that was a punchy, punchy climb. Yeah. But um, felt great on the bike, came in at like 220, 221, I think, which, honestly, you might had, I, I was racing without a watch because I've lost my watch. So so I how had did, no watch. How did you lose your watch? No idea. <laughs> Trust me, Cassie was getting all over me on this. I have no idea how I lost my watch, but I lost it. So I, I have no watch. So I raced the swim Matt, with no Matt watch. Matt just
4: handed him his watch. Yeah. So <laughs> there in, you go, Evan. In my head, the the, the nice great watch.
2: thing was with this race that I loved mentally about this was came out of the water, felt good. So I'm like... I swam 22 in my opinion. Great. Keep on moving. (laughs) Got out fast. Felt like I crushed that bike. Like I felt like I rode great. In my head, I was like, maybe I went 210. I'm like 10 minutes off of what I actually went. Maybe you should never wear a watch. I'm thinking about it now. Because in your mind... You're so oh, fast. I'm just creating that's my right. own race in my head at this great. point. And, and, and as Josh I put just, it, I was I on a solo TT the entire time. I could create whatever scenario I want in my head. How you be a can sociopath? Like, out. You like
0: <laughs> roll past a tree and you're like, I think I just passed Lionel yeah. Sanders. I think, I, I think that's Yonath there.
2: I'm <laughs> to, pretty sure that's Yonath. Today is a good day. <laughs> I think I'm the fastest human being ever right oh now my in my gosh. head. I think I'm going 40 no. miles an hour right <laughs> so, now, uphill. So, so the numbers from the race, I averaged 360 watts. No, I'm joking. I'm just making this up. But this you, is so, <laughs> so. you didn't have a watch? Do you have a bike computer on there? No, nothing. I, I just rode. You just went. I just, just rode hard. Just and naked. I, you just I have, rode naked. I have like this no. stacked, have, aggressive arrow position now too. Just, I was just, like, head down. I was, like, making sure my forehead was touching my hand as much as I can. Wow. I was just hammering the entire – having a blast. I was, like, talking to myself on the bike, too. I know I'm having a good day when I talk to myself the whole time. That's just a little insight to my races. I should probably mic myself up on a race. I probably you sound, should. You I should sound, mic yourself up. I great. sound hilarious, I'm sure. Hilariously <laughs> stupid. Yeah. But I, you know, get off the bike, and in my head, uh, just because I thought I did so good on the bike, I was like, I'm going to try and go sub four on this course. Like, I had that in my head on the run. So I just blister. I think my first mile was like five thirty-eight. I'm like, cool. I'll hold this the whole time. And like it's, it's hilly too. It has like 800 feet of elevation gain on the run. So I'm like, this is sustainable. Let's just stay with this. And to be honest, I felt great the entire. I was under control the entire run. The hills took a little bit out of the. Like it was. Yeah. The last five k, I couldn't be as spicy as I wanted to finish, but you know ran great ran in the 116s off the bike that's impressive came in at 410 which was 10 minutes slower than i thought i was actually going but
4: yeah i was happy yeah but you won by like 25 minutes it was a big gap so i (laughs) was smoked the rest (laughs) of the field i was pretty
2: happy with that i'll I'll tell you what i wish (laughs) this had been a race in a pro field because i do think i would have the, yeah, just like the way the fitness played out, the way I raced that day, I think I would have been in the middle of a pro field. Mixed so, it up. Yeah, just don't wear a watch next time. I'm honestly thinking it's going to be races without watches now because the yeah, very next day, Cassie needed a long ride on the trainer. We had to do specific stuff. I trained five hours the next day. I trained three hours today. There's no fatigue oh. in the legs. It's congratulations, congratulations. I man. That should freaking freaking awesome. This should
0: be your rest week, probably. It I've
2: I've got a rest week planned in California that we're having in okay. like the end of October before I build for Palm Springs. So. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I know, I know. Lance, did you sign him up on your program? <laughs> you I know. Make, is that what it is? There's a, there's there's a two-year a, training program. Would I ever that suggest? Seven. Would I ever suggest somebody doing this? <laughs> no. And I know if Shelly Ross is listening right now, she's probably rolling her eyes at me because I put in some workouts for her this week. And she was so mad at me. She was like, Evan, I need to rest this week. I was like, no, no, no. Just like, you're going to be fine. Don't worry. And she's probably listening to this and like, Evan's an idiot. <laughs>
0: <This is laughs> well, you should make sure that, you know, that you don't come off this high and feel crappy next week. Yeah. If you do, I, just.
2: The next like day or two, are going to be easy. It's it's yeah. very come controlled training. So I
4: love it. You, you freaking ripped it, Evan. Yeah, congrats congrats. It on the fun,
2: race. It was a fun race, man. Racing's fun. Yep. Everybody go race best in the West next year. Thank you. <laughs> Well done, Evan. Hold well
0: on. There was no crowd cheering for him because it was, there so, was. It was raining. because we are not oh, in front of a live there. studio <laughs>
2: audience either. And there was everybody was just angry it was raining. So. Yeah. Sorry. Shout out to Garen out there too. God, he was like out there volunteering and he was like one of the few voices I could hear the entire time too. He was a yeah. great guy. Yeah.
3: Nice. Cool. Thanks, Garen. Jumped the gun there just a little bit, but uh.
4: Champ here.
3: Hey, he's back. Camp is here. here. Camp Camp Bailey here.
4: We had some racing this week, this last weekend uh, on the international stage. First off was the World Championship Time Trial won by
3: Filippo Gara.
4: Yep. Let's go, Italy. Uh, which was the a greatest big, country in the world. big <laughs> disappointment for uh, well, how, Van Aert. How many times you yes. see the first runner-up? He has like six silver medals at world championships. Yeah, or something like
2: that. He'll—I mean—he still got some great He'll—he'll
4: be—he'll be winning. It was so, like yeah. a forty-seven-kilometer like uh, time six trial. Six seconds. He or lost by six that? seconds. Six seconds. Yeah, guess who was third? Your favorite. Rem- oh, I know. Remco, Remco yeah. Evanpool was third. Did yeah. you cry? Uh, I, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. He flipped I, people off after yeah, and complained I about, know. I don't know, was his brakes rubbing? <laughs> Something like <laughs> that.
4: So, pretty crazy that, uh, yeah, that team, tra- team, team time trial went. It's not yeah. even a team time trial. Time Lawson.
2: Trial. Lawson Bailey here. Yeah. There
4: was, I'm going to start over. There was a, Yeah, anyway, so kind La- of exciting.
2: Lawson Craddock and Brandon McNulty kind of had a rough day for the Americans. They were that in the was, top
4: 20 eh. ish, yeah. I think. Yeah, they they so. both had
2: goals to try and touch the top 10, though. And I think they both had the ability to be there. Yeah, it just didn't quite Which is still, out. like, I mean, to, to sit here and say, like, oh, man, top is bad. I mean, they're both incredible, and I love them both. They are both awesome. Yeah. But you were hoping one of them could maybe crack a top 10. Right.
3: So. Who was the American that got signed by... Um um Ineos after the race this weekend.
4: Uh it was so. Magnus Sheffield. Oh yes. yeah. Yeah. He was
3: like a a U23 mm-hmm. guy maybe? Is that yep. what it yeah. is? Yeah. He
4: yep. he was like second at the Cyclocross Nationals a couple years ago. Oh, wow. yeah. 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 So yeah. he's he's legit. He yeah. had
2: a really good road race Worlds too in 2019, didn't I think so. He? Was it 2019. He was, was he second or?
4: behind simmons the tool was it quinn quinn, quinn simmons,
2: simmons. <laughs> who's the tool Did I, say that? <laughs>
4: wow. I mean it
2: kind of is let's i've i've never uh, met the guy but i feel like you can I read enough stories it's like remco you can like read enough <laughs> stories and be like i sh- i'm sure i wouldn't be shocked if i don't like this guy if i met him <laughs> oh
4: uh, i'm gonna get myself in trouble anyway uh yeah so magnus Sheffield was signed by inios grandos which is pretty amazing um Also, on the racing front, uh, we had a World Cup uh, mountain bike cross country race in Snowshoe, Vermont. And for the first time in 30 years, an American won a UCI cross country race. Fantastic. Christopher Blevins pulled off the win in that, which is just absolutely fantastic. So everybody was excited that an American actually won that. So good on you. Good for them. Nice. Uh, w- there were some, there was also the world champions it, th- before we get to triathlon, there was also, uh, the first like UCI ish big race on the West coast for, for, uh, um, for cyclocross oh. at go cross. And who was it? Uh, Curtis white and Carrie Werner were out there mixing it up. There was a Saturday race and a Sunday race. The, the two of them sprinted it out on the first day like literally within like four feet of each other so that was kind of an exciting finish you don't usually get a sprint finish in yeah. cyclocross races so that was kind of exciting um and then there was the uh, world championships for the half ironman distance at uh saint george utah and uh who won that matt gustav eden won the male on the guy side he kind of crushed the course, kind of ran away with it. He was yep. being run down by Sam Long, which is crazy to think that Sam Long could be with some of those guys. Like second
0: place for him is huge. Yes. I think yeah, that's the best, that was. I think that's the best race he's. And, and had. then also beating similar that.
2: Yeah, I mean, like he beating. Was running,
0: he was in a running race with the same guy that he Daniel Backegaard. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. So, I mean, outrunning out Backegaard's pretty amazing there. But he's done he's, that
0: before, right?
2: Yes, he beat. Ba- well, but the thing Wasn't when he beat guard earlier in the year when they had the, just the St. George 73 race, the Is problem was Backegaard had a penalty that he knew about. Oh. So, Backegaard kind of pulled back at that point when he was in Lionel and Sam's group. Right. So, this was straight up, he beat Daniel this time. I mean, that's. Yeah. Now. That's, to be honest, though, the, the Norwegians are just on another planet. Gu- Gustav Eden and Christian Blumenfeld right yep. now are insanely fit. I mean, it's I amazing. I think you're and, – and I'll even include myself in here. I was dumb even thinking i I did not pick against them but even my head was like i don't know maybe somebody could slip in there no it's christoph's
0: got the gold medal curse though like you get that and you're just like everyone's
2: like well i'm done i know why would i you know and then everything starts malfunctioning too on your bike also also, (laughs) it was mechanical reason that he yeah yeah,
4: but he would have been right there but and then and then then on the women's side there was an awesome finish
2: between taylor nib the american the young american who rode on a road bike because why not you know she had a saddlebag on a road bike in a yeah. professional Ironman race, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's really. I love <laughs> it. Is, I, I, I is love there the anything? Comments. Is there any stronger flex than showing up to a pro world championship yes. race and you're like, "Hey, you want to take the saddle back off? No, I'm good. That's fine. <laughs> good. Well, it stays on. There put there. the good. reflectors back that's on. Up. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, there's so Can many. Can put c-
4: the pie plate protector
2: exactly. back on? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why not? <laughs> When, yeah, I, when you I've, push that many watts, nobody's going to say anything to you? <laughs> did
0: you see any comments like, um, it doesn't matter what bike you have. Look at what she did. Yeah. And it's like, well, I think that
2: that's du- – I, I think we'd both probably agree with this. Come on. That's – okay. People seem to think that because you're fast, you know things. And let no, me be very clear. No. You don't. That That's okay. Like, Taylor is insanely fit. But if you're Taylor's coach, even if she's like, no, no, I'm really comfortable on this road bike, you'd be like, yeah, yeah, but we're trying to win a world championship oh, right oh. now. And I promise you that the saddlebag <laughs> is not helping you. Like <laughs> – I mean, you would think somebody in her corner has got to be like, I'm I'm sure she's very particular. Like, I mean, when you're that good at something, I feel like you really do lock into certain sensations. And you're like, I don't want to switch. But you're like, look, you could, like, win this race, though. We're talking... A mi- over a mile and a half faster like, on the bike. You are very not arrow in the position. Like, even her no. clip-on arrow position, it's like right, comical looking have, at it. It's it's not the same. Yeah, no, it's not I'm the sure same. if you look at the power profile between her and Lucy, she blew Lucy away, I'm sure. Which she, is
4: who actually won yes. the by race. A by a lot. Lucy Charles. She by a smoked a wide margin. the field. She yeah. is
0: basically an Olympic swimmer. She is Got out of the, the water best. first. Big surprise. Yeah. But might. then she got caught on the bike, and then she passed again on the bike, and that was the end of it. Yeah. That was the end of that game.
2: Yeah. She played her race perfectly. She runs really fast now. So, anybody who thinks they can run her down, not going to happen anymore. And she still is the best. What well, do you think again. about Daniela? Rife? I don't remember exactly what place she finished. She was having a good race when she bridged up to Taylor Nib at Snow Canyon and then blew up. Something happened. She like blew up the second half of the race. They're, she was just. Yeah, they're concerned about like. She might know. be on the back end of her career now. If she Possible. is, and she descends down and then retires in the next couple of years, she'll still go down as one of the best Absolutely. of all time. But she is. She's
0: another one of those like, oh, I'm riding with like a t-shirt on and a bike, yeah. you know, like when she first started. Oh yeah, she yeah. was like she was the Chrissy
2: well- Wellington group when like. Yeah. There's a story She's like, like, like Chrissy Wellington won her first triathlon, like on a mountain bike. Yeah, went to a local <laughs> race, jumped on a mountain bike, and won. Yeah, and then, it's then
0: like, she she won a ton of races on the Cervello P2, which is yeah. kind of like entry level bike. It's like, yeah, yeah. I mean, that I can kind of understand yeah. a little bit more. No
2: deep wheels either, just like riding. Just, I can, yeah. I can when do you're things. strong, you're strong, but yeah, yeah.
4: Yep. well, well done. There we go. That is racing. Chant Bailey out. Should we throw it? Should we call out Eric Lagerstrom for his seven? Oh place my god, finish? yes, wait, he was like in seven? the top 10. That's Eric Lagerstrom, that's seven. That's huge. Fantastic. That's Any, amazing. Anyone else we
2: need to call out? Good for Eric. Just good for Eric. I mean, that's that's really the one. Like, if you're from the Pacific Northwest, just that's awesome. That was good. Good day. Great day for
4: him. Hope that. Chant Bailey, double out. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> double <laughs> out.
3: <laughs> All right. How about some Patreon? We haven't done this in a little while. Let's do a drawing.
4: Patreon drawing.
3: Patreon drawing. Who oh, wants to pull the cool. Matt uh, LeGrand.
4: Old? Matt legrand has got it. Pick Thank a you. name out of the bucket of names bucket of names We got the Bucket-o-names. We got Rob Buck.
0: Rob Rob Buck. Buck.
3: (laughs) Wins again. However, Rob, in your defense, we've gone through the entire pool. All of the names and everybody who's a patron, and there's quite a few of them in there. There is. They're back in there. So, bud, you won again next time you're in town. Come on by and
0: say hi. Come on by. And, yeah, for, for now, your name is getting moved to the winner pile, so... Yeah,
3: he did say, though, there was a time where it was getting kind of ridiculous. His his thing just jumped out of the bin, it seems like, all the time. And he was going to donate money to Bikes for Kids every time we pulled his name out of that. So, man, we should have put his name in there a few times. Cool. If you want to become a patron and help support the Dialed Podcast, we would greatly appreciate it. And you can do so by going to dialedpodcast.com and find the Patreon link there. And you can go and pick choose a patron that works best for you. All of the patrons who have been supporting the show now for quite some time, we really do appreciate that because it definitely helps us out. It helps. Um, it's not a ton of money, but it helps cover a lot of costs because there's carrying costs for this for us to put this out every week. So we, we do this because it's fun and we want to keep doing it for
2: and you. Me, and and Matt's salary us is not that. cheap either. I'll yeah. tell you what. Yep,
3: it's
2: true. <laughs> Man, I need I need Perrier water. and I'm restructuring my <laughs> salary for next year, <laughs> <laughs> and I'll tell you what. It's Perrier maybe may be in the contract. <laughs> We're working on the contract now. I know. It's hey guys, guess
3: what? This past weekend it was Lance Armstrong's birthday. So, let's Whoa. talk about let's talk
2: about drugs. Let's talk about doping. Let's talk about drugs and me once <laughs>
4: <laughs> This has been drug talk. <laughs> uh, yes, Lance Armstrong turned 50 years old. 50. Nobody cares. I still have his picture <laughs> next to me, except Evan
2: on the trainer. <laughs> Did you guys listen to uh,
3: <laughs> his podcast during the tour
4: of the show? I of course actually, I, I listen I to do. it every day. Of course, do you you do. still,
3: I mean, he doesn't do it every day now. No, no it's just no. during the tour. He, during
4: right? the tour, he did it every day, and then they would do one like once a week for mm-hmm. the Vuelta, I yeah. think. I so heard it got
3: pretty heavy with advertising or like oh my God, spots. Yeah. And it's
2: whatnot. very heavy with advertising. There's a lot now. of advertising. He,
4: he, I just skipped through the advertising, but yeah. Well, he sprinkles it amongst the whole thing. He does. I, it's actually a pretty decent podcast during the race because they have. People who know Yo- things. Yo- Yo- sure. Johan Berniel
2: and George Hancappy are excellent. <laughs> They're they excellent. are excellent. They they really are. I love Lance, but don't get me wrong, Lance knows like nothing about bike racing anymore. Well, and he even kind of admits that sometimes he's like, oh, I'm not even sure if I watch a race. Like he just But
4: Johan Berniel is his like, insight's amazing. His brilliant. So yeah. listening to all that made it very interesting. Yes.
2: George's insight too to just the the fluctuations in the Peloton. What
4: happens during stage racing? He's so he's so good at that. And everybody likes George, yes. so all all mm-hmm. the there's a lot of pro riders that are still friends with George. Nobody's friends with Armstrong. No, <laughs> no, but us to anybody. But everybody's friends with George, so he gets a lot of inside information too, which also makes it he does interesting. Yep.
2: So. so there was a little
3: article that came out this past weekend that I was um, reading. It was from Cycling Weekly, and it it basically just talks about the writers in the pro peloton who are coming to the uci their head honcho what's his name again david Lep-
4: david lapartient something like that. Is he the president
3: Lepart- of the uci UCR. uci okay and they've been basically coming to the uci letting them know that there's stuff going on and there's things that they um they still, still cheating happening exactly <gasps> and that there's big gaps between <laughs> no. the, the testing and big <laughs> gaps between the uh the drugs that are being wait used. a minute wait a minute wait a minute
2: you're telling me that there's still results-driven in endurance sports, and there's still doping.
4: Yeah. What was the yeah. quote? There was one very good quote, like, um, "If there's racing, it, there's going to do- be cheating. <laughs> <laughs> Humans yeah. are good at cheating. As cheat- long as they the, still yeah, give yeah, out a first, good.
2: second, and third place, there's going to yeah. be. <laughs> I
3: mean, there's got to be a ton of money in providing drugs to oh, yeah. professional athletes. I mean, there's, there's dirty pharmacists. And probably dogs depends everywhere. on the
0: drug. You know, I mean, if it's EPO, that's an expensive drug, right? Yeah. But if it's, you know, beta-alanine, you know, infusion, right? That's Mm -hmm. one of the other things that I think is going on that's somewhat secret or whatever. Pretty affordable. It's pretty cheap. Yeah. But then doing the IV style probably costs a little bit who knows you yeah, actually probably need somebody not. to admit it. well you, <laughs> you should not. have somebody to administer you, should, but, you know you could probably who knows? train us on your blood transfusions those you know you need those friger- are expensive you need a tr- yeah. refrigerator for that or you'll die yeah, yeah. Or who knows you may yeah. be dying on any I of mean, these things yeah cycling what else is going on so, well,
3: like any sport these days uh, there's a lot of money there's a lot of money yes. on the front side of that business and if you can be an exceptional front, front side and, f- and f- that's
2: and f- that's the the scary part is to get into that front side is where I think you see a lot of people that'll Short get riskier to get up there exactly and
3: those are the ones that we read about getting caught yes now the ones that are it's already in that spot, they want to maintain the, their mm-hmm. their status. They want to maintain their contracts. They want to get paid. So These are
2: these are the ones that I think have the smartest docs and pharmacists and yeah. and leaders because what they'll do is and, and I think this is what this this article was hinting at, but this is even what people were saying with like the sky the Sky Train is that they were doing a very good job at microdosing and timing their dosages. So mm. whenever, you know, I, I think historically with the Lance Armstrong era, everybody started to realize that, oh, just because somebody's testing negative does not mean that they're not doping. What that what that means is that they're on a very well timed program where they're making sure that they're not the phrase or is glowing.
3: They've got people paid off on the inside to that too. cover yeah. up. And that's, that was that's very, probably the easier option, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that happened. I mean Yeah you see absolutely they were 100 paid off exactly yeah. So, yeah so
2: so i think that there there is that there is there's they're getting smarter over time and i think when you look back at the history when you talk about the festina affair um you know co, uh uh cofidus too i think was that time era i'm pretty sure like time roughly 90s okay. um you're you're talking about big busts that they didn't actually catch people doping. What they caught was the process. So they caught, you know, trucks or cars coming into France Mm -hmm. during the tour with product. So maybe even historically, I'm not sure if we got that much better at catching the doper. It was just they got lucky at times. And maybe they haven't gotten lucky in a while because they are just smarter and smarter about it right now. Yeah. Well, we can talk
3: about this in just a minute, getting into more of like potentially what they could be doing right now. But... In terms of trying to actually like solve this problem, I mean, like you guys mentioned, if there's racing and there's a podium, there's always going to be someone out there cheating because humans are really good at cheating, right?
4: The, the quote is: "By nature, man is limitless in the imagination to cheat." There you go. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Just by nature. That guy French. Yeah, it's good. Is he? Because that's a very I, French-sounding quote probably. to me. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> again, He's probably it's probably French.
3: It's the teams, it's the riders; those are the ones that are getting all the big yeah. money. Like the UCI is not necessarily like flush with cash. I'm no. sure that there's some some money there.
0: You think there's any like state sponsored doping? Oh yeah. Let's, let's throw out yeah. some names
2: like Russia.
3: Russia, guaranteed. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, that happened, and yeah. they got busted yes, for, they, it. They it, for it. they yeah. did. Yeah. So my question was though, would it ever? behoove the uci to like start getting sponsorships or somehow start raising money so that they can up the ante with what they're going to be doing for anti-doping
0: i Uh, think that they're pretty well i won't say Their company wants to sponsor like anti-doping like Eh, that's not the most popular kind of a you want to sponsor like the the cool winning team you don't want to sponsor like and team garmin busted you know busted another doper
2: congratulations swift on another uh, (laughs) Another how many more black guys can
3: the organization take though because it's not if but when we're going to find more people and and yeah it'll eventually catch up we'll figure it out we'll figure out the people we're doping and it's just going to it's
0: going to be how a many more eye black sport? eyes to the sport can it take? I don't know, but we've done is, nothing but have black eyes for the is past any, is any entire press, history I mean, of the is sport. Is this
2: does this kind of go under any press as good press? Because the Olympics for sure has. I yeah. mean, the the Olympics might be the only thing that can rival the Tour de France and not clean, you know, cleanliness.
3: Yeah. Well, so just assume that the, maybe the MLB but, yeah. the the teams and the riders potentially have millions of dollars to throw at getting yeah. the, the drugs that they need and to be able to fly under the radar can you combat that with an, a big purse on the other side for testing to kind of up the ante and, and maybe flip an some of these race. people yeah yeah I mean, if you're able to get somebody that's making drugs to come over and work you just like they do with uh, in the in the, the black uh, what is that the for, I'm drawing a blank here. We're going to talk about technology, and you get a lot of the black, the dark, web, dark web, dark web. You get yeah. a lot of people and programmers and and like scammers, programmers, and programmers that and hackers. Also. that it, come back. Hacker. And that was yeah. the word I was looking for. Thank yeah. you. I, I was trying to blank. So they'll they'll bring them over to work for we'll call them the quote unquote security. The good yeah. guys will have her, and and that helps to kind of shore up the process. Do you think something like that would work for doping?
0: I think that yeah, it's not a bad idea. M- only only at the level where. Y- so I think the what you have is coaches that are very confident that they're not going to get in trouble talking about what's working for their athletes. Mm-hmm. This combination of things is working for yeah. our athletes. And they'll maybe pass that on to a couple of other people. And that's how the information is spread. That's the kind of information that the, like UCI needs to know about. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and they probably are learning here tits, you know, little bits and details that way. But like the, those jobs like having some one of those people come over and like work for drug testing i don't think it's gonna like make or break the you know i don't think it's gonna be like the hacker situation where it's like now we can do fix the problem or whatever i think that the real chemistry and things like that are the people that are gonna do better at catching dopers like what are the odds that this person has 10 times the level of whatever this xyz hormone is like okay well not very likely so we should flag it this way And i think it's more of a chemistry that's scenario. kind of what
3: what i was thinking of not necessarily just getting like a coach i was talking about like a chemist or a, a somebody that's into bioengineering or something like that where you pay that person to come over and and, and be able to look at the situation and, and say test. all right let's 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 figure this out let's reverse engineer the whole process or let's talk about what's happening here and what's what's potentially out there in terms of what science knows and how they know how to apply that to an athlete so that they can get you know the performance enhancing effect that they're looking from
0: i think it's tricky i mean like your real big dollar like research chemistry or like where you could think of like kind of where doping could go in the future is like genetic doping, right? Like altering your genes Mm -hmm. to be a faster athlete, which technically could be going on at this point. Like the technology is there to do some tweaking and you could, I could see like one of those very highly skilled, very well educated university research backed people coming over and working with, You know anti-doping to kind of say like okay well how how would you detect that that would be hard to detect but maybe you see this kind of flag i wouldn't be surprised if those people are communicating with you know anti-drug organizations and saying Mm -hmm. like here's what you should look for here's what you should look for here's the kind of chemicals that we use to alter genes right like we you know they they basically like modify you know um like a virus, right? To go in and make yep. changes to your to your DNA or whatever is needed to actually like make you a better performing athlete. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of stuff maybe they could flag some stuff that way where they're like, oh, this person had this virus that's only used for genetic alterations. Well, and you, and, and,
2: and you think about this too, that, that this is not outside the realm. They've discussed this already is now with genetic profiling. So you can take a look at somebody and say, you know, this is your percentage of yeah. type 2A muscle fibers. This is your you know, genetic build as an athlete, you can come up with a profile basically. And I would not put it past countries that have very well organized Olympic programs. Let's just name them Blavania. (laughs) Let's just call it Russia and, you know, China, you know, just to name two off the top of my head that, that would take people and say, okay, you should probably have a child together. You know, you're probably going to create a good athlete. And is that doping or is that just being really smart with your, you know, Career, well, your your fostering I mean, of athletes. Same thing is way happening too in the US ages. too,
0: right? Like you go oh, to yeah. bold, you go to Boulder and you're just like, well, yeah. it seems like all the athletes are with the other right. athletes. You go it to does. U- it does seem University to happen that of way. Arkansas. It does seem to happen like, that way. Why are all these people married to each other? <laughs> Dang it! This team is going to be yeah. fast that's in bad. twenty yeah. years.
2: I mean, they literally called Boulder the bubble, so yeah, yeah. That, that does yeah. make sense. But you yeah, know, I mean, it's. I think I think when you look at that, that's that's a form of genetic doping. Of genetic doping to some extent, you know, if if there's some research behind it, yeah.
4: Speaking of uh, Slovenia, uh, Bl- Bl- let's go Bl-Venia. with Slovenia. <laughs> yeah, Slovenia. <laughs> the article did mention that, like during the Tour de France, uh, there there were days that uh, Tajay Pojakar was tested three times. I know that's In a day at six in the morning. But what if before he was just race, these, like and Right data, after you know, the race, has anybody
2: checked into his parents? <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> he says you're right. If it's, I mean, I mean that's like if they're trying to find something chemical if he's on. I mean, it's not like he wasn't tested it's no. just like yeah or has he f- i i don't want to speculate let's spec- but, yeah. but let's speculate it, his, his doctors are smarter than the anti-doping yeah. well, doctors
2: but i think here's here's the thing Is so so, so this is wrapping this this back around too i love i love the idea of on on lance armstrong's 50th birthday to talk about what is his legacy is and this is coming from a lance armstrong fan is unfortunately now we're full of skepticism in yes. this sport. We are full of skepticism. But and shouldn't we, we have
0: been full of skepticism before? Oh, we
2: should have for sure, because let's be honest. I mean, Miguel Duran, Marco Penettoni. The COVID team. Henault, the entire Kovac team, Festina. I mean, we're looking back, you know. All of Postal. History of and Postal. history of doping. Eddie Merckx, let's be honest, come on. Eddie I Merckx mean, come on let's come a, let's on oh a, no I mean a, him you him know on 180 a 180 pound man should be able to climb up mountains as fast as a 120 pound man no that yes. makes sense no I mean of it's course there, there's been generations of this it's just adapting the 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 problem is is that I think there was still romanticism around cycling even when we probably knew that Eddie Merckx was doing stuff or Miguel Duran was doing stuff or Marco Pantine was very openly doing stuff and yeah. there's the Jan Ulrichs even it's you know, there's, there there was still a romanticism around cycling. I hope that stays, but Lance's legacy, unfortunately, is cycling became calculated, and it became calculated through this realization that you can alter the human machine, and Lance was a machine that was altered. Yeah. Now, granted, if he took away all the drugs, I still believe that man would have won every single race because he was there there's there's something you can't dope and that is the, the the will to win because this is what people don't understand with doping is that like yes there's they're getting an advantage but really all that epo gives you is the opportunity to train more and more and more and more but
0: and oxygen carrying capacity which helps in race yes but mm-hmm. you have to
2: train that you 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 don't just take epo and wake up the next morning and you're no, fast I, if i yeah. took epo i would not be fast it is red below would just is, not get tired it's rbc <laughs> stimulation so this is where True. you're still like once you're on that rbc what what you do is you basically are going to go to high altitude. And, I mean, this is where I think Tyler Hamilton put it really well in his book, or even though I'm not a big, I do not like Tyler Hamilton at all. But he he put it well in his book that the misunderstood part of doping is these were the people that were almost pioneering into what the human body can do, and it's a very painful process. I think sometimes people picture that it's like, oh, you doped and just, like, woke up and you were fast the next morning. It's like, no, I think there was a generation of psychopaths that were willing to carry themselves to levels that are dangerous. And plenty of people died doing this. Right. I mean— I just watched the Marco Pantani documentary where they were talking about a generation of Italian cyclists woke up at hour intervals during yeah. the night to jump on the trainer so that they wouldn't die of a heart attack at night. Because <laughs> no, so No, so I am not heroizing any of this because I think this is awful. Like, I mean, th- th- this is, was a terrible culture that ruined people's lives, but... That is what they were doing. It's not like they were sitting on the couch and then jump on the bike for two hours and then jump in the Tour de France like, oh, this is easy. No, these guys no, are no, trained no. 30, 40 training 30, hours hard. a week of insane training. And I think the EPO allowed you
0: to train harder. Yes. It, which is it a allowed you thing. to go deeper. It allowed you to go harder because yeah. you have better o- oxygen I mean, carrying for capacity. For you, it'd be like, oh, you know that really ridiculous workout you did on Saturday? You can do it the next day. Yeah. Like, no
2: problem. This is this is my admission here is actually why we're doing this. Uh. got to be the worst <laughs> dope <laughs> ever. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you yeah. would be like... Like, what are you doing? Oh, I just went 410. You'd be like, wow, man, you should probably get a refund on all of that stuff that you're doing
0: right now. (laughs) Get a refund on those drugs, buddy.
2: So, what about.
3: Flipping the whole thing on its lid. How do you guys feel about maybe just saying, you know what, screw it?
0: I love the idea of like a, a drug Olympics. Like take whatever you want to do this. Do this. This, Olympics. Is, this is open
4: racing. It would be take whatever you want. I mean, Let's
0: talk about like drawing attention to the Tour sport. de
4: Pharmacy. Wasn't there some ridiculous Netflix something? Hilarious. What would you guys
3: watch if there was oh. two Tour de Frances? Would you watch the? You would want to watch 100% the one hundred percent clean or the like one hundred percent. You do whatever. Oh, I'd, the heck I you want you want watch both of both. Yeah,
0: <laughs> but. I mean, I think you're. if you look at the stats of, like, which Olympics would you watch, like, the numbers would be huge for the NBC coverage or the dope as much as you want to. Could you imagine? They've got
3: the Tour de France, and they run the stages simultaneously, but they give the natural people, like, an hour head start, and, like, they're (laughs) a carrot out there. And, like, you want the the drunk field to come catch you? That could be amazing. To Tell watch. you what, I
2: think that that would hit in America too because you got the like slightly out of shape clean guy who's like just holding on for dear life. You're <laughs> like, come on, buddy, you can do it. Got the then, robots coming then, up behind him. Take <laughs> all of that and you bet on it
0: in Vegas.
2: Exactly.
4: <laughs> there is real yeah, money, to money to be made. Because there's money to be made. I know, just think like, you,
2: that you could know, like, You know, this is the conspiracy theory around Marco Pantani's death, is that this is when betting came into cycling in the late 90s. That's, that's when betting was not allowed yeah. in cycling until the late 90s. They believe that Marco Pantani was killed because of that, that he did not follow one of the bets that he was supposed oh, to supposed follow. To let go. Uh, I think he was supposed to, like lose the Giro one year and he did not, or something like that. It was, it was. I I might be messing up that story slightly, but I think he was supposed to lose the Giro, ended up winning it. Was there cocaine? In, that was there won. cocaine <laughs> involved? Well, he did a lot of cocaine too, but <laughs> <Almost> <laughs> every day. But this is yeah. Italian, Matt. So I we would, like to believe in romanticism sure. and never fault you know. <laughs> any of our favorite people <laughs> for right. anything um, ever. <laughs> yeah, I think
0: that it would be much more popular sport and when you look at and I don't know what the rules are in like MMA fighting or CrossFit games or places like that, but my guess is that the drug like your stringent like drug protocols are not followed as much in those sports and they're gaining in popularity compared to the sports that we care about, which is, of course, triathlon, all of us, yeah. but also cycling. Evan, so.
3: how prevalent do you think uh, drugs are in um, professional at, triathlon?
2: At the top end, I think they're becoming more prevalent. Um, I know. Wasn't name names of, the smaller
0: of countries like Or Norway, or you know, <laughs> <laughs> the Sworwegian countries. Yeah.
2: So I. Um, yeah, I think as more money starts pouring into the sport over the next few years, I think doping will increase gotcha. and increase. Yeah. So
3: we talk about all the different drugs. We talk about this whole microdosing thing, and probably people hear that pretty often, and I think it's kind of self-explanatory in terms of like just the, the concept of microdosing. Mm-hmm. But do you want to talk specifics about that? That's probably the most prevalent. Yeah, I've got
2: 60 seconds. so it's, it's Go. Microdosing is a pretty easy concept, but it's—well, e- easy concept, I'm sure it's incredibly hard research-wise to yeah. come up with this, but— um testing basically to to test positive for something they, they hit threshold so it's like different thresholds that they'll hit um mm-hmm. the the primary example i'll use is that i think it was 50 percent hematocrit for the longest time was considered if a flag over, yeah so I was that was considered a flag in your doping which is what actually marco pantani tested positive for once was a high hematocrit so hematocrit's the percentage of red blood cells in your blood mm-hmm. um over 50 is a lot you're yeah you're Definitely doing something or naturally wildly gifted. So, you, um, once you're over 50%, that red flags. Um, micro dosing, for example, could be you're using red blood cell stimulators, which are a lot of different types, but EPO is a really popular one. Um, you would, in theory, want your entire team to be able to dope up to about 49%, yeah, and then hold. <laughs> and that's yeah. so, so what you're talking about is you're, you're playing this titration game you're just titrating a little bit of drugs just in to stay above, below all those thresholds, but you're still getting max benefit in your training from all of this. Now, if you know you're not going to be tested for a while, just load down the hatch. I mean, just like make yourself a let's monster. Let's say there's a pandemic or something. Yeah, let's say, let's say you're <laughs> in Uganda example. and yeah, you want to break the 5K record. Let's Man, just say that. Let's just records. say me and Matt are in Uganda yes. and we're like, let's break the 5K this year. And we're like, okay, nope, are they no testing? testing? Nope. Yep. Let's go ahead and do that real quick in Valencia, <laughs> where we know there's not going to be a no, test. Yeah. Just as Valencia. an example, which is, you yes. know, take it, take or leave it. But yeah, yeah. microdosing Hypothed. is basically totally you to stay right below all those thresholds for as long as you can until you're not getting tested. Price out. Yeah, I got to go too. Interesting. Off to cross country practice. You guys
3: have thoughts and feelings real quick on uh, mechanical doping. There seems to be a pretty strong it, consensus that there's something going on there too, but they still yeah. haven't caught. Yeah, anybody in weird. the pro it's, peloton. It's but interesting
0: they haven't caught a lot of people. The, they're investing in the technology for catching, you know, mechanical dopers. I don't,
4: you know, I don't know, to be honest. I, I it's interesting that what the what the article mentioned was that uh, there might even be m- motors in certain bikes where there's actually no like on/off yep, on off button on on the bike. It's remotely. all controlled remotely by yep. somebody in a follow car team car <laughs> <Yep>. team car. <laughs> So, so you can't you can't see that there's a button somewhere sure. or something like that. Um, also, uh, the detecting devices they have are getting better that they're looking for. But there for. also
3: have been mentions that there might be some motors out there that aren't going to give off any kind of magnetic resonance. Correct. That
0: but they also said that they can take bikes apart completely to look yeah. for motors. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's it's super hard to say. I would say that I expect a lot of that sort of thing to happen in smaller races, but you know, where you have less security, where they're not going to take your bike apart. But then, uh, in other types of races, where it's like the Tour de France and things like that, I'm guessing there's less. I could be completely wrong.
4: Yeah.
3: How much would a motor have helped you this past weekend in the cyclocross?
4: Uh, it would have helped a lot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Matt, I know you got to right? get Matt, out here real quick.
3: Out. Do you have any uh, videos coming up real quick yes. that the people yes. know about?
0: I'm hoping Thursday I'll try to get out a um, – it was the Garmin Enduro versus the uh, Coros Vertex 2. It's kind of like the battle of the mega battery watches. Oh, wow. The, the Enduro can go 70 hours of GPS or something like that. Oh, yep. And the Koros Vertex 2, 135 hours. Oh, It's like you can go out for a five – day bike ride in your in wow. your fine. And it
3: fine wow yeah. so yep. watched your uh brighton is that what that is the brighton, the brighton. brighton riders yeah watched that when i was riding on the trainer last night Did good you? job yeah it was yeah. fun yeah. um probably not one that i'm personally interested in it's but yeah
0: because i think for you and lance you know it's one of those uh bike computers that uh you know doesn't do live Strava se- kom live segment it doesn't so do like that and i'm not a big fan done. of the touch screen so yeah yeah I can see that. Otherwise, it's a solid device, yeah. and it's pretty cheap at 270 bucks or yeah. something. Like and
3: that, the so connectivity issue with the app too, would be a, a little that was annoying. For me. Yeah.
0: That was a little bit annoying. I kept thinking like, why is my device not on here? Yeah. But yeah, it's uh, it's a other. I mean, like I had a lot of good luck with it as well. Good. I used it a lot. It's still on my bike. Next up, the Hammerhead Carew to do. So. I'm going to un- videotape the unboxing and the then Karoo I'll put Carew two. Sorry, Carew two. Yeah, yeah. that's right. The Carew one was the big Bad, whatever.
4: Yeah, Hammerhead.
3: I don't think they like us.
4: Well, <laughs> we're we're very interested in in also testing that. Yes, but I'll, uh, I'll we try we and get, get the get lab one.
3: connected with them, and I'm zero for three with I my will, communications with them. Um,
0: so drop it by over here before you know after there I review it, and then before I give it away. Th- wait, actually, I'm not giving it away to anyone because I bought it. So. <laughs> <laughs> <So laughs> don't give it away. We'll use it and <laughs>
3: give it back we'll to you. It. Give it back to me. Yeah. Yes. Go. Cool. Right, thanks, later, Matt. Take care, buddy. So. Now it's just me and you, Lance. It's
4: just the Jake and Lance show. Yeah, <laughs> we've, we've done this before.
3: <laughs> what do you want to talk about that's still left on this whole doping thing?
4: I, I, I'm just so curious as to what kind of mechanical things that they have are developing or has been developed that they are getting a, away with it. I mean, they make it sound like somebody's doing it, even though they're testing for it and they're not. Yeah. Finding it? Yeah. I I don't know. I think it's still more prevalent that they're going to be dealing
3: with uh, physiological um, doping rather than mechanical gr- doping. I still think that that's probably where the vast majority of that. But just seeing what they've done with e-bikes, and I know that that's a pretty simple thing for them to test for, but just seeing what they've done with the e-bikes, there's a lot of e-road bikes now that you look at them and you have no idea.
4: Yes. No clue. You don't. Yeah. You can't see the battery. You can't see a bigger bottom bracket. Exactly. You and, you know,
3: there's a lot of smart people on the face of this planet, much smarter than you and I, um, coming up with engineering and, and feats that are, like, mind-blowing. There has to be something going on out there that they're something. able to charge a battery without having, I don't know, any kind of, like, crazy big battery. Or maybe, I don't like, if it's going to be an electric-based motor... I, it's going to give off some sort of magnetic resonance. I don't know. It just, but there has to be something that doesn't use that. There's some other technology. So, we'll I don't know. We we'll play the what if game all day long. But um, exactly. there's going to be something out there that's going to pop up and we're gonna be like, oh, that's what they were doing back in <laughs> <laughs> 2020. Right. So, all right, let's uh, let's put a put that one to bed. I always hate talking about that because you have these these riders that you really like, you know, respect, and you look up to them, and they're just you know. Just super humans. Yes. You want to think they're not doing anything, but my God, I don't know. I mean, you got your Bradley Wiggins, you got your Chris Frooms, you've got your Peter Sagans, you've got your into your new stuff. You got the um, Pogachas and your, you know, just all the, the the guys that are current. like, it's starting to come out a little bit that there's some cracks in the whole Sky Train back in the day. So you start to look at those guys and that just makes you th- look forward into the guys that you respect now. And it's just like, oh, what are they doing? It puts a, it just puts a
4: question mark on everything. Yeah. Is this yeah. legit or is it not? Yeah. I don't I know. I
3: Still enjoy watching the races though. So, the fact that they have to be discreet, the fact that they have to work really hard at not getting caught is probably a challenge in its own right. And it's not them going full bore, like full, like just off the the, the rails, you know, with the drugs. They're just ten percent faster than everything else right. that's ever been. So you anyway, know, I don't want to ramble on. We'll we'll just let that go away and curious to know what other people to say. So true. All right. Moving on into one last thing. It's just me and you, what do you got?
4: Um I, I'm looking forward to the World Championship Road race, which yeah. is gonna happen this weekend. Yep. It is in Belgium. I certainly hope that uh, Wout Van Art can uh pull off some magic in his home country that would just be fantastic that would be pretty special uh but uh you know it's like a long race it's like 150 miles or something like that and what's
3: the uh what is the course profile like is it a pretty hilly race is it
4: yeah there's like 10 or 12,000 feet of climbing or more because it's so long but it's nothing no long sustained climbs i believe so, a little more punchy. So, yeah. Wout's of the world can probably hang in there. Yep, have a shot.
3: Vanderpool going to be there? He
4: is. They announced today that um he is going to line up and race for Interesting. The Netherlands. So. so,
3: who are the odds on favorites? Do you have any of that information?
4: Um it's uh this is a great course for uh Alaphilippe yep. again uh because there's no big long sustained climbs. Wout is one of the favorites. Yep. Um uh, Vanderpool is a big question mark because of his back injury. Is Pogaccia going to uh, be there? Pogaccia is going to be there. Roglic is going to be there. And those guys can mix it up they can as hit, well. Yeah. So those are kind of the favorites at the moment.
3: Huh. Speaking of Peter Sagan, not that I think that he's a doper, but is he going to be there?
4: I don't know. Interesting. You know, he switched teams. Yep. He I think he went for a. Payday, and it's a smaller regional French team instead yeah. of a big World Tour team. Do
3: they have a card for the tour next year? No idea. Huh. I know that he took Specialized with him, so he did. maybe Specialized will talk to some folks.
4: Yeah, <laughs> so it could be interesting.
3: That'll be a fun race to watch, and you're pulling for what, huh? I'm pulling for WoW. I'll I'll be right there with you on that one. Um, my one last thing is we just came out with a video. Yes. Yeah, it was kind of fun. We got that posted up this weekend. I. I Said to the last podcast that we were going to have that coming out, so I kind of put myself uh, under the the gun to get that <laughs> done this past week, and so I got to post it up, and it's uh, it's doing all right. It was, uh, it was a fun little okay. video, so.
4: It's all about road tubeless tires. Yeah, uh, what what our thoughts are on it, uh, why it's good, why it's bad, all that jazz.
3: You know what's kind of funny is I actually kind of posted up in a few different places, and just asking people in general, and there have actually been there was a comment too on the uh, the actual video in the comments section about. You know, people being pretty firmly, adamantly against tubeless and that they're still going to ride tubes and that mountain biking and its technology needs to stay in its own lane. I thought that was kind of an interesting uh, comment. And I was like, wow, like you are. Why can't we get better? I don't know. Yeah and and part of the gripe was i don't want to spend 30 plus minutes like you know dealing with getting a tire on the wheel and sealant and mess and all that other stuff i'm like eh, if you the, the newer wheels and, and the better tires it, it's not like that i mean if i were to give you all of the supplies you need you had a raw wheel you had the tape the the stem you had the sealant and the tire and all that stuff how long would it take you to have a tire f- just one wheel fully set one.
4: up fully set up 10 minutes tops that
3: was what my response was (laughs) i said 10 minutes or less and you're you're rocking and rolling and you're dealing with a more supple ride that's going to be more compliant better rolling resistance your punctures almost go out the window you just don't have them anymore why wouldn't you want that
4: the first time I did it, it took me two hours. Yeah, there is that too. But
3: things have changed. But things have changed. So, anyway, if you want to go check that out, go to uh, youtube.com forward slash dial cycling and check out all of the videos that we've posted up there because those have been fun. They've been fun. Looking forward to a few coming out here in the future too. Lance and I are going to be working on some stuff top we got, secret. We got,
4: some, okay. we got some ideas.
3: Cool. Anything else? That's it. All right, bud. And to everybody listening, we really do greatly appreciate it. Until next week, bye for now.